let us take a trip in the past to Metropolitan Tabernacle in 1854 as the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, delivers one of his many masterful Christmas sermons. Here is an excerpt from the message, The Birth of Christ, delivered on Christmas Eve. morning. Turn with me to the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7. Isaiah is named with the prophets of Scripture. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Jonah. The peculiar thing about Isaiah that as he peered through the prophetic lens of prophecy, he was graced with the ability to see Christ's birth and, yea, his resurrection. Chapter 7, we'll begin verse 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. She shall call his name Emmanuel. Father, we love you today. Thank you for your grace and the spirit we feel in this auditorium. We pray you do a work today. And that we give your name the glory it so deserves. Let us go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which shall come to pass, the shepherds said. Let us follow the star in the eastern sky, said the eastern magi. And so say we this morning as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Will you go with me this morning? Will you follow me and stand behind that manger, peering down and seeing the commencement of the incarnation of Jesus Christ? Let us recall the time when God first enveloped himself in mortal form and tabernacled amongst the sons of men. Let us not blush at so humble a spot, no, but let us stand by this village inn. Let us peer in and see Jesus, the Christ, the God-man, ah, the man now infant, even a span long, can you see it? Are you there? Can you see this baby in this manger? The first thing we see here is this miraculous conception. The Bible says expressly, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And this expression cannot be paralleled in all sacred writings. Of no woman can it be said, besides Mary, 
Of no man can it be said that his mother was a virgin. We shall not enlarge upon this thought, although it is something that must be mentioned and something we cannot pass over. Yet Jesus Christ's birth, it was a humble one. It's strange to me that the Lord of glory would not be born in a palace. Oh, you princes, Christ owes you nothing. Princes, Christ is not your debtor. You did not swaddle him. You did not wrap him in purple. You did not create a golden crib for him to be rocked in. No, queens, you did not dandle him upon your knee, you mighty cities. Though famous, though great, you were not blessed with his tiny footsteps walking down your halls. No, our Christ came from a village, insignificant, poor, despised, yea, even Bethlehem. <laughs> Woo, I love my Jesus. He was not born in a governor's house. He was not born in the chief's mansion. It was a manger that found Jesus. And you know, tradition tells us that this manger was hewn out of a rock. And there he lay. I imagine this manger was the same place that the oxen came to, to eat their hay and their fodder. And this was our Christ's bed, a manger. Oh, wondrous stoop of condescension that our Savior would bow and gird himself in humility to come unto us. And why? Why would he stoop so low? Why? Why would he bow in such a way? And in bowing, why not just submit to the poor parentage that he was given? But no, he had to find this miserable place to be purged in. And you know, in this point, we take courage. We take courage here because if Christ be born in a rock, shouldn't he make his abode in our rocky hearts? If he was birthed in a stable, would he not make the stable of our souls his habitation? If he was born in poverty, may not the poor in spirit be able to expect that he would be their friend? <laughs> we find comfort here because this lesson of humble parentage, in this we can rejoice not that a queen, not that an empress, not in a palace, but a humble woman became the mother of the Lord of glory. Behold, a virgin 
shall conceive and call his name Emmanuel. Let us close with this sweet name, Emmanuel, God with us. Woo, my soul rings with that name, God with us. You know, mothers in olden times, they would not call their children by flippant names. No, those names had meaning. Those names mattered. Like Cain. Cain, when he was born, his mother exclaimed, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she said this because his name meant gotten or acquired. There was Seth. And Seth is the appointed one because his mother said he was appointed a seed to replace Abel. And there was Ishmael and he was so called because God heard his mother. And there was Isaac, his name means laughter because he filled Abraham's home with laughter. And there, oh, there was Jacob, we know him, that supplanter that crafty one because he supplanted his brothers and as you walk through the annals of scripture you will find example after example of how these names had meaning and therefore the Virgin Mary exclaimed in that bond God with us oh let us strike heaven's bell one more time Emmanuel God with us. It is a, a strange note from the sonnets of paradise. God with us. It's the lisping of a seraph God. With us, it's one of the notes of Jehovah as he rejoices over his church. Emmanuel, God with us, I say to you, tell it. Say it. Yea, even shout that name. Emmanuel, God, with us. Hark the herald angels sing. This is my God's name, God, with us. God with us by incarnation, from everlasting to everlasting. He came to this world of time, and he stood on the narrow neck of land betwixt two unfounded oceans. And he is Emmanuel. God with us. Listen, he has not lost that name. Jesus had that name when he walked on this earth. And he has it now in heaven. God with us. Believer, he is God with you to protect you. Thou art not alone because the Savior is with you. Put me in a desert where vegetation grow not, and I will say, God, with us. Put me on the wild ocean and let that boat toss to and fro, and yet I will still say, God, with us. Let my body dive deep into the depths of the ocean and find its caverns 
And even still, as a child of God, I will say, Emmanuel, God with us. Even if I sleep in that grave, body degrading into corruption, I will look and see the footsteps of Jesus as he trods the path of all believers because I know his name, Emmanuel, God with us. Has God been with us this morning? What good is it to go to church if God be not with us? If it's not about Jesus Christ, we might as well stay home. We may come and come and come as long as that door turns on his hinges unless God with us. That's the name I love. God with us. Woo! Till God in human flesh I see, my thoughts no comfort find. Now I want you to ask yourself a question. Do you know God with us? Has it been God with you in your tribulations? Has it been God with you in searching the scriptures? Has it been God with you in your conviction? Has it been God with you in comfort? Do you know the name Emmanuel, God with us? Do you know what it means? No, I dare say the one that knows this best, knows it best, knows very little of it. And him that doesn't know it is in ignorance indeed. Oh, may God teach you that thing. <laughs> I feel God in this place because God is with us. It is wisdom's mystery. Sages look at it and wonder. Angels desire to see it. The plumb line of reason cannot even reach halfway into its depths. The eagle wing of science cannot fly so high. And listen, even the piercing eye of the vulture of research will never see it. God with us. It is hell's terror. Satan trembles when he hears that name. His legions fly apace. That black-winged dragon of the pit quails before that name. Let the devil come to you suddenly and do you but whisper the word, God, with us. And he will fall back confounded and confused. I'm here to tell you Satan trembles when he hears that name, God. With us. It is the laborer's strength. How could we preach the gospel? How could we bend our knees in prayer? How could the missionary go to foreign lands? How could the martyr stand at the stake? How could we confess? Our master, how could men of labor, if one word be taken away, God 
with us. God with us. God with us. Tis the sufferer's comfort. Tis the balm of his woe. Tis the alleviation of his misery. Tis the sleep God gives to his beloved. Tis the rest after exertion and toil. Ah, oh, to finish with God, with us. Tis eternity's sonnet. <laughs> Tis heaven's hallelujah. Tis the shout of the glorified. Tis the song of the redeemed. Tis the chorus of angels. Tis the everlasting oratorial of the orchestra of the sky. God with us. Hail thou, Emmanuel, all divine. In thee thy Father's glories shine. Thou brightest, sweetest, fairest one that eyes have seen or angels known. Emmanuel, God with us. So, happy Christmas to you this morning. And it will be a happy Christmas if you have God with you. Do not feast as if you wish to keep the celebration hidden. Do not live on Christmas as if you adored a savior of some heathen divinity. Feast, Christians. Feast. You have a right to feast. Go your way. Rejoice on Christmas. But in your feasting, think of a man in Bethlehem. Let him have a place in your hearts. Give him the glory. Think of that virgin. But most of all, think of the man born. Think of the child that was given. Emmanuel!